0: There's some vital truth found in this saying, Woman, behold thy son, and son, behold thy mother. Let us listen today to a word of love, which he spoke as a human son to a human mother. Like her son, Mary was not unacquainted with grief. It was no light matter for Mary to become the mother of our Lord in this mysterious and unheard of way. She was the Virgin Mary. She had never known a man. So in giving birth to the Savior, there was a lot of gossip, a lot of hard things that was said to Mary and about her, that she was an adulterous woman, that she was having a child because of her fornicating life. She no doubt sorrowed over having to lay her newborn babe in a manger. There was no place in the inn, and he was born in a stable. What anguish she must have felt when she heard of Herod's intentions to destroy her infant's life. What difficulties she faced as she fled into a foreign country and lived there for several years, fearing for the life of her infant son. What grief must have wrung her heart when he was hated and rejected by his own nation? But who can estimate what she felt as she stood there at the cross of Calvary? Neither her own danger, nor the sadness of the sight, nor the insults of the crowd could restrain her from performing the last office of duty and tenderness to her divine Son on the cross. When the world had cast out the child of her womb, she stands there by the cross, held by the golden chain of love to the dying Savior, her Son. Near him in his death as in his birth, never such bless at a human birth, And never such sorrow at a human death. Simeon prophesied in Luke 2 and verse 34. He said, yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, Mary. She it was who first planted kisses on the brow. Now a crown of thorns. No mother ever suffered as she suffered. Who is it? That can measure the hours of sorrow and suffering as that sword of grief was solely drawn through Mary's soul. We see a perfect man setting an example for children to honor their parents. Mark the tenderness of the Lord's love for his mother. He felt no different than any other loving son would feel for his weeping mother. "...to his parents Christ was the best of sons. Let not the parents of this church be smitten like eagles in the fable, who was smitten to the heart by an arrow winged from their own feathers." In other words, what I'm saying, the children of this church uh, have a responsibility, and we will teach them here to love their parents, to respect their parents, to follow their parents, to obey their parents. I hope you'll call your dear mom and dad. Let them know you love them, that you respect them, that you're sorry for the grief that you have caused them, that you heard tonight the words of Christ from the cross, how he honored his mother, and you heard from your pastor how you are to honor your mother and father. Think about the rebellion that you've had in your own life with regard to mom and dad. Think about what you owe them, who tried to get you off of drugs, many of you, uh, who tried to restrain you, and uh, their discipline actions uh, made you very, very angry, and you said things you shouldn't have said. It would be a good time as we approach Easter Sunday to get things right with mom and dad.